From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. Hey, James, how are you today? It's good to be back for another exciting episode. I'm doing great, Steve, and how are you doing? I'm doing well. I, uh, I'm i glad to uh, have a one-on-one conversation. Uh, you know, we, we enjoy our guests, but this is also uh, a fun way for us to kind of talk through some uh, topics as we would if we were just chatting in person. So I, I really enjoy that. Um, what, what we had uh, lined up for today was to talk a little bit about um, the changing role of a programmer. We, you know, f- for over the years, AV programmers have been really important. Then they have had a target on their back. Um, then we, we had talked about in past episodes, programming versus configuration. And we've talked about just the fact that the programmer, while important, needs to really find their place. And, um, and but, but if we look at the path, I think that uh, what a programmer does and where and, and what value they provide probably has a different meaning to different people. So I'll um, kind of start it off with what in your mind and what, what you feel is um, traditionally seen as a programmer's role. What, what do you think are, are some of the, the most critical things that a, a programmer is responsible for? And, and we, we, we always say we know that they have to write code. So beyond that. So and maybe this is not a popular opinion, but I would say probably the main thing programmer role is actually understanding end-to-end the whole system, um, which requires a lot of understanding and a lot of thinking and pulling strings because understanding the full system end-to-end one, allows us to program it the way it's supposed to work, but also allows us to troubleshoot when there is an issue and be like, okay, this is where the issue is and how do we address it? But if you don't really know the end-to-end things, if people are just saying, oh, I'm throwing this up and, oh, this doing this, then you, you're lost. I, I couldn't agree more. I'm glad you said it that way too, because I think – Understanding systems is probably the most vital part of a programmer because they need to know a little bit about a lot of things and they need to know how everything needs to work together. I think I recently was talking and saying how a programmer doesn't even to be effective doesn't even need to have to write code if they can write down everything that a system should do and they understand how every how all of the pieces of equipment work together and how the user will interface with them. So uh, to your point, but troubleshooting, hands down, number one skill that I, I think a programmer needs. Uh, you know, you have to write good code, but but if you can't troubleshoot, you're cooked. Yep, hundred percent, and that's really understanding the end end of the whole system and seeing it. Not like you almost have to see. It the system twice because you have to see at the 30,000 foot and then you also have to see at the one inch the very detailed 
So you have to be able to zoom in and out as a programmer in the system to fully understand it. Or a system designer should only really need to look at 30,000 feet, you know, how everything's connected and all that stuff, where a programmer needs to see that, but also get down in the nitty gritty of the protocols, the timing, all that stuff. I I um I think the the key element there, because and I'm sure you're gonna uh, you're gonna laugh when I say this, is that the programmer has to be able to defend themselves. Because what's the first thing that gets blamed when something doesn't work? It's programming. Oh yeah. So they they need to be able to justify or or try to um, defend the fact that it's not something that's their their doing or isn't something that they have created and it, the programmer almost has to be a detective where they can say okay go look over here these are the clues to be able to find the solution that you're looking for 100 uh, and sometimes we don't always get all the right clues so or the full picture so we have to take the clues and do do a puzzle and I kind of um, chopped it just up because I just did it recently in a uh, team training uh, thing we just did last week or so. Because I don't know if you've done this, Steve. You ever done the Einstein riddle? Yeah. But the and so what the riddle is is there's five houses. In each house, each house is a different color. Each house has a different pet. Each house has a different um, cigarette brand. Each house has a different nationality person in there. And you get 15 clues and uh, you have to stop who owns the fish. Wow. Okay. And they, they claim that 98% of people can't figure it out. I don't think that is actually accurate. But I mean, so we actually did it as like a team training thing and we went through that and uh, yes, we figured it out. But it also talks about your troubleshooting and kind of shows you how each person handles troubleshooting differently and how you went about to solve this riddle. I, I'm going to look that up. That sounds yeah. very interesting. I was funny uh, enough was I, I don't know exact time, but I believe it took myself 10 to 15 minutes to solve it. I went home that night and actually gave it to my family. I gave it to both my daughters and my wife and it took them about 25 minutes to solve it. And and I think it goes to show how different people's brains work or what you're trained to do. Yep. And we, right before we went into that puzzle, we kind of did a uh, uh, evaluation of your how you go about troubleshooting things like there's, there's four columns with different ver like um terms and you say oh this this is, i use this when i'm troubleshooting or like some is about feeling some it's like you know logic trust or all that stuff and you you pick i think it was we had to pick 12 from there and then you tally up the number of from each column and the, that column was your primary for troubleshooting and there's a, like a logic more uh feeling wise more this way it kind of shows you how you go about troubleshooting issues and i of course felt i don't remember the title but i found the second one was more the logic and processing of 
seeing the system from end to end type deal. And that just goes to show that I think the um, the, the the programmers really think a certain way, and and in order to be able to be successful doing what we're doing, it, it requires um, training and 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 a mindset, and and you know potentially some inherent skills. Uh, that and and I think the reason I'm bringing that up is a lot of times programming is talked about in terms of a language. Can you do this? Can you do that? And I think in AV, it, it, it'd be, it's easier to understand everything that is involved in programming and then learn a language. And um, what, one of the things that we're starting to see now is that just understanding one platform or one language it can be be limiting in a career because I think that there were, were there's more uh, the the doors are open to more options um, and, and credit to to higher ed and te other technology managers they're being more um, demanding in terms of I'm not going to just stick with the status quo I'm going to look for the the option that's best suited for me which may mean that we need to learn something new. And I think a good programmer should be able to adapt to that. And um, I could go further with that, but but what it is is understanding those principles and then being able to say, okay, I know I have to get up to speed on something new, but I, I if I know this, I should be able to know that. Yes, um, I've actually had that conversation with a lot of my student workers is the understanding the basic a fundamental, even in programs, for sake of program for in general, you got your Python, you got your C sharp, you got C Ruby, Java, all they all have their uniqueness, but they all kind of have the same kind of principle. So if you can understand how one functions, now the syntax and the lining and the styles might be different from language to language, but at least you can start working your way through. You understand how it works, the framework. Um, so we got to do that in AV as well. We can't just be like, oh, this is what we're programming in. And I actually talked, not programming wise, but talked about this uh, on AV Life about there's a power uh, struggle, as you mentioned, especially in higher ed. There used to be, uh, in the past, we'd be manufacturing integrators, be like, this is what you do, this is how it's done. and you know, us higher ed folks, and you know, either didn't have the time or just the knowledge to be like, oh, no, that's not. So you dealt with it. Then now there's you got tech managers like myself and uh, Brett and Joe and all these other people who are more educated, and they're like, wait, no, we don't have to go that route. So we're driving the conversation. We have the more of the power of um, between the two parties and it's less of being dictated and being told what to do, but more of saying, no, this is what we need to do. This is the way we're doing it. Um, and you, you see that manufacturers are responding to it in a positive way. And some, I would say some integrators are, and some are not. And the ones who are not are going to struggle. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think the, there, there needs to be, an adaptation and there needs to be more open-mindedness and, and 
and uh, honestly evolution because that we're in the technology industry we 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 have to continue to change and grow and ad ad adapt um uh, kind of taking the programmer's role a little bit further one of the things that i think about often is we we're not we're no longer doing simple systems because those don't require programming per se they may work out of the box they may be configured they they you know we're we're doing either very complex systems or we or we're doing a, a large number of systems that as you mentioned um in a previous episode require consistency and reliability and and management so programmer role now is becoming a little bit um special specialized let's say you know you have your front end people you have your back end people maybe you have an architect that is going to lay out how a system should work perhaps more than one programmer works on a project because you can break up the different components and i think that that could be very valuable to you and and other technology managers you may have a programmer that can do the parts that they're comfortable with, but then you can hire a specialist that can do the parts that they may not be comfortable with, whether it's working with a new device, working with uh, interfacing with uh, the network or the database or, or doing a very uh, elaborate front end. Um, so I think that there's opportunities there for programmers to grow if they start thinking bigger picture. Oh, 100%, um, because there's so many uniqueness we can get into with the program. As you mentioned, you got your back end, you got your front end, you got your full stack, um, you got your, you got to have someone, even program-wise, who understands networking uh, or databases and all that stuff. So, yes, there's a lot of, you can become specialized in a certain area, um, especially with AV over IP. You can have a programmer who really understands the networking and can program how the AV or IP devices are going to act on the network. Um, so it's definitely uh, a lot of avenues there. And, and as systems become more scalable, I think it's important that they they get planned in advance. So th this it's, the system may be a certain size or certain capability today, but it in the future, it may grow or evolve, and you need to, to build a foundation to be able to to grow with, rather than saying this is going to change. Now I have to start over. It's uh, that that's not acceptable anymore. It's, you have to be able to have something that that can can evolve over time. It, the uh, programming is not finite. Yes, the programming is never once and done it's always evolving um i guess wrapping up this one i, I you know i think that uh, it's important and and i hope that our audience sees that it, it, the the life of a programmer although may not be what it once was i think it still ha has a, a lot of uh, application and a lot of value in the industry um if we could just mention maybe some way that um programmer can, can can demonstrate their value you know we've talked about this a little bit on on episodes but i think that you know being behind the scenes we don't get enough uh, of a chance to be able to see the value that a programmer brings to a project um what what do you think would be a way that 
somebody could do that. And, you know, if they were maybe less prominent in their, in their organization or, or not somebody who had a, you know, was very outward facing. So it's, it's hard for me to quantify it, but I kind of heard this on uh, AV week, forget which episode it was. Um, I think the host was Brian and he said this, and this is, I think, and show a true value of a program. He said, the way I took the conversation, and maybe I interpreted it wrong, was that he was at a meeting. And during the meeting, the person he's meeting with kept using the TV remote to wake up the computer because he kept going to sleep. And his response is like, I can prevent you from doing that. That's what us programs can do. We can. That's how we show our value is we see the user didn't even realize they were doing that. Mm-hmm. And we can solve a pain point for them. Of uh, they may not even realize it's a pain point. It's just something they deal with. And you can come in and say, "Hey, that 15 steps you just took, I can make it too." And then you're gonna be like, "Wait, what? they're gonna be like, oh wait, well I didn't realize I was wasting a minute every time on this process. Now you can get me down to 10 seconds. Great." That's a great example. And I, I have the two of us into that same exact episode. So that that's a really great example. I, I, uh, from my perspective, I would tell people a lot of times that when a system isn't working a lot of, it, lo- it looks like it's the hardware, but many times it's poor programming. And that's where a programmer can show their value in. You don't have to replace what you have you don't have to buy anything new. All you have to do is hire the right person to make everything work the way it's supposed to work. So to your point, it's you're addressing a pain point. And, and, uh, but it, that could very quickly um, correlate to cost savings. And, and I think that, that, that that's what programmers should be hanging their hat on is the value that they provide to, to an organization and how they've been able to um, quantify the their efforts and and what and their contributions probably a good place for us to stop this one um how can people get in touch with you and uh, learn what you're up to and and any final takeaways um google me you'll find me uh anything with hetma i'm there right in front of higher digital magazine it and av column um so on x as av underscore james king again you google me you'll find me and um, also, uh, as we mentioned in the last uh, episode, please check out James on the Commercial Integrator 40 Under 40. That's uh, a big achievement and congrats, James. Thank you. And uh, for me, you could reach me at Steve Greenblatt on social media. You can reach my company, Control Concepts at controlconcepts.net. Um, also do another podcast for AV Nation called The State of Control uh, which with Rich Fergosa. Please uh, check that out as well. And, um, but we'd definitely like to hear from you. We'd like to know what you like hearing. You could catch us here on YouTube, the video version or the audio version on your favorite podcast player, but please like share, leave a comment. And um, we want to know that our audience is out there and that we are addressing the topics and uh, talking about things that you want to hear about. So please reach out to us and let us know that. And with that, this has been Ask the Programmer.